0: Today, I'm joined by Atuksha Poonwasi. Certainly prolific, aren't you, (laughs) Atuksha? We seem to be everywhere together. And today is quite special because it is nearly two years to the day For our very first crowd raise together. Absolutely. And it's about a year since our last podcast. So we thought it'd be really interesting just to update everyone really on what's happened in those last two years, what lessons we've learned, and also learn a bit about what's happened for Simple Crowdfunding as well. Where should we start? Well, let's start with the crowdfunding, because I think that's the really exciting bit. The fact that our very first one was uh, this time two years ago, and we raised, how much did we raise again? 1.4 million. Yes. In nine days or yeah, something like that? Yeah, it was about like that. nine days, exactly. And yeah, that was, it was quite, quite, uh, you'd not raised anything like that before, had you? That's correct. Yeah, and we, it was our very first raise, so yeah, it was really interesting. Just take me through how that felt for you and uh, some of the the details around that raise.
1: It, it was quite amazing um, going through a raise of that size. We'd done small raises before that. We'd literally launched equity sort of two months before. And so to do a raise of 1.4 million for a small business was pretty substantial and but, but it was something we were incredibly excited about, um, having met you that famous afternoon <laughs> sat yes, in the bar right. um, and f- figuring out that we wanted to work together right from the outset was just, it's a really, really lovely thing to do and a really nice place to be. The raise itself was um, interesting because I know you had a lot of investors who were looking to invest in your projects. And um, we can talk about why you came to crowdfunding in a second. From our standpoint, it was a really interesting raise to see how it progressed, the information that people were requesting, the questions that were asked. um, And we learned a lot from it. Yeah, we did. We did. And uh, what's
0: interesting for me is that uh, I did have a lot of the investors lined up, but not all of them. So it was a leap of faith for both of us, really. And uh, and it also put both of us on the map because people started to take notice of simple crowdfunding and also of what we were doing for our joint ability to be able to raise such a, a substantial sum in such a, a short period of time.
1: Absolutely. And what I also loved is as soon as it sort of ticked over the 1.4, you started a wait list for people who were interested in your next raise. And for me, just... From a personal standpoint, seeing the first raise go up two years ago to what has been achieved to date is just phenomenal. And for us it's it's been fantastic. Um our business has grown substantially um, because of the additional publicity, which is fantastic. Um, but I think that it's 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 been really good for all of us because investors have done well, because they've been involved or had the opportunity to get involved in projects that they may not have otherwise had the opportunity to take part in. They've learned a lot. And actually, the community has grown drastically. So it's it's a really wonderful place to be.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think... Last time I looked, and the numbers could have changed a little bit more recently with the last raise, but I think we've got 169 investors across all our projects.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. And looking at the engagement of those people as well, it's pretty substantial. Um, to, And that's the beauty of it. People are invested not only in the project, and I totally understand people invest because they want returns and that type of thing, there's a lot more here as well. It's the community, it's the knowledge and understanding, it's all the site visits, having time with you, that there's so many other benefits that being part of a community provides. Yeah, and And I think that they're learning just how hard it is. Yeah. There's a lot of armchair
0: developers out there, if I may say so, (laughs) who (laughs) may have done smaller Mm. developments, but the size of development that we're doing is quite substantial. And I think they're realising That This is not straightforward and things take 12 months to go through planning and things take 12 months to uh, meet your planning conditions on the basis of that planning and things just take time and I think that's – I'm hoping that our investors see just what a struggle this is being a boutique developer
1: and uh, appreciate appreciate all that effort we're putting in. I think they absolutely do and it's property – Property is that space where things may not always go to plan. You know, you, you dig up the foundations and find Richard III. What are you going to do? <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things, it happens, you just don't know um, what's out there. Obviously, the due diligence is done up front before you purchase. And that it, that goes without saying but there will still be curveballs, um, and then you have market conditions, which leads very nicely onto Harrington Gardens, which yeah. um, has been
0: a tricky one for both of us to deal with, hasn't it? Really,
1: a little bit. Yeah. So, do you want to run through the challenges you had with Harrington and yeah. why you are where you are today? Yeah, sure. So we bought Harrington Gardens.
0: Avi Dodi and myself bought that back in two thousand and. Sixteen, actually, uh, early 2016. And it was a simple lease extension. I say simple, it cost uh, 650000 I think, from memory to just extend a lease and get permission to alter. And it was supposed to be a really straightforward, top quality renovation and resale the market was really good back then when we purchased mm. the property. The uh, the prime London market was hot and it really didn't show any signs of, of softening. And then what happened is we had the election and we had the Brexit announcement and all of a sudden sterling dropped 20% against other currencies. There was complete uncertainty and uh, just craziness in the market. No one knew what what was going on. And overnight, all activity in the London prime housing market especially just stopped because it wasn't being supported by any of the foreign buyers. They didn't want to buy at that time. And so it was a really interesting time to <laughs> to put a prime London property that we believe is worth 2,000 a square foot onto the market. And yes, it it was just, that was the first challenge is, is just timings, getting that uh, just unfortunately the timing wrong uh, we were a little bit delayed we we're delayed by about three months in total on the actual build and that came down to uh, we had we were delayed by the kitchen manufacturer we we're testing a new manufacturer we'd we'd struck a really good deal with them. So we we're saving about, I think, about £40,000 on the kitchen by bulk buying 16 kitchens in one go. Great. So we we took a risk with this new kitchen manufacturer. And unfortunately, they they slowed us down a lot. And there's, you don't want to finish a flat without a kitchen in it because it can get ruined course, again. Yeah. So that held us up. We also had problems with the the balustrade, the glass balustrade company, and we couldn't finish off the, the top. So Yeah, there were some issues. We went through the wall of the hotel to the hotel next door. (laughs) Well, (laughs) people were in the hotel. (laughs) So, yeah, luckily they were really good about it. So uh, we just fixed the wall. So, look, there were little things that happened um, that caused us to be about three months Behind on a nine-month build, and that then added to the timings. We put that on the market very late in summer last year, so two thousand and seventeen, and it's been on the market ever since. And so now the the other issue is that it's just sat on the market. Now we listed it at five point two five million. We were then convinced by our agent to lower that to five million. However, (laughs) I don't think that this is a pricing issue, and the reason I don't is because we haven't even had any cheeky offers, hmm. and you would think that if it were, if someone were really interested and wanted to buy it, they would put in a cheeky offer. Yeah, and that's not happened. So I don't think this is a price issue. This really is a market uncertainty issue. No one's buying at the moment. So what are we doing going forward? Well, um, we really wanted to cash out our investors if they wanted to, and so we've given our our investors some options. Yeah. And uh, we're just working through the, those various uh, responses from the investors and working out those who want to cash out now, cash out in four months or, or stay in the project, which quite a few do. And, uh, and we're just trying to work out how we return. And one thing I'd like to add on that, I took if I may, is that that's quite unprecedented for a crowdfunding project to uh, return capital to investors early.
1: On on equity, on equity, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Um, generally, on equity, you're there till the bitter end, aren't you? Or <laughs> the happy are. end. <laughs> and that's, but we just felt that because Avi and I are in a, a, a solid position, we we wanted to maintain the goodwill with our investors, and so we're we're giving them the option to to get out. And that's um, yeah, it's been a really interesting process to go through, and, and most of our investors get it and appreciate it, and. Uh, have uh, graciously given us their answers and we're moving forward with them but yeah there's there's always a tricky tricky with the communication in in some areas
1: there are and it's it's a case of understanding isn't it more than anything else if people don't understand what's happening then that's where the unsurety comes i suppose um so in terms of communication you have changed how you're communicating with investors now haven't you and actually, a lot of that information is being made available today. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. So so do you as, want to talk about that? Yes. Once this podcast is, is released, uh, all our investors have been migrated from email updates every month that, um, to a Basecamp, which is a project management system, project right. management and communication system. And I've been using Basecamp for years and love it. And I'm able to add all my investors by first name only into a project. I'm able to then uh, modify what they see, what they don't see. So my team can use it internally if we need to for to-do lists and scheduling. But then my... uh, my investors can all see it too. And it just means that there's no more emails, which I really despise emails, <laughs> and all the documents, all the planning documents, the, the architect's plans, the any appeals if we've had to go to a planning officer, sorry, I am um, planning consultant, Our interiors, even receipts and invoices for various things, as much as we can upload in there without uh, having any sensitive information showing. Uh, will be there. Accounts are going to be there. And uh, I've got folders for the pictures when I go on site, take mm. new pictures, all those will be up in folders. And then we'll also have just the uh, quick written update just to say where we're at for that particular month when we do the updates. So for me, I'm really excited about that. I wanted to get away from email for a long time. So uh, it's this is, I think, a, a great option for that.
1: And I think one of the reasons that this has come about is because people were couldn't remember previous emails and updates isn't it yeah so right. to have all the information in one place and in one store it's, it's like a history it is and it's a story of that project isn't it yeah. so it, it then maintains that information which is it's
0: really is good. important and that's a really good point that you make because what would happen is jane would send out the monthly update and people would just see demolition finished, steals delivered on site and people would say okay well that You haven't done very much this month. But what they don't realise is that's built from last month where we had to demolish and clear the site and the, the month before where we were still meeting planning conditions. So all these things build and it's just a, a better way for the investors to see how that has built and how the progress is is coming. And I've got big plans. I'd love to do lovely charts to show progress in the various areas, but all of these require resources and uh, we we look, we have low bill costs and the reason we have low bill costs is because we run a really tight lean ship and we don't have Mayfair offices. we don't have dedicated uh, people for all the various units. We, what we do have is a team of highly skilled people on the ground who know what they're doing on construction. and we would prefer to spend our money on hiring the really top project managers than have people in the office. Uh, running various things. And that's why our costs and overheads are so low.
1: Exactly. And it's a way to keep costs down, isn't it? So, And actually, if people get the information and communication they want um, and they can access that information, that should be fine.
0: Yeah, And also people, they can come on tours anytime. Exactly. And I'm on site uh, regularly at my site. So if people can't make one of the set tours, I'm happy for them to say, hey, I can't, can someone meet us? Avi's on site. He's on... Every project at least once every two days, if not every day. Uh, I live in Hackney. I'm happy to run down to any of my sites. People can, our investors can access the sites. Mm -hmm. They are owners of these sites and we want to make sure that they feel that way. So we will be doing tours that are open to the general public as well. Uh, We're releasing some dates try and get those in before it gets too cold. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at dates, clearing the diary. So we will get some dates in and we'll invite the investors first and then we'll invite the general public so people can just see what we're doing because we are completely transparent. And even if we've missed a month of updates, we're still on site. It doesn't mean that our construction team have done tools. It just means that our team have been really busy migrating over to this new system and
1: Yeah. And, and it was a transition period with Jane Jane leaving leaving the business. So. It's expected. Exactly. It's not often that you have absolutely no disruption when a team member, a valued team member, goes. So that's one of those things, isn't it? Jane, I miss you terribly now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She went off traveling. Yeah. Anyway, it's just just so wrong, but
1: so right. (laughs) I know. I can talk about off traveling all
0: the time. But yes. Anyway, we miss you, Jane. We miss
1: you. So let's go back to crowdfunding for a bit. I'm I'm very aware that we've turned the tables around and I'm interviewing you, You're now interviewing me. Sure. (laughs) Because I'm very interested to get your perspective um, in terms of crowdfunding. You've obviously been um, in this space for two plus years. And so for me, it's really, I'm, I'm very curious to understand how you think it's developed and and your perception of crowdfunding in the marketplace in property?
0: Yeah, look, crowdfunding for us has been a game changer because we're able to take on additional projects that we might otherwise not have been able to take on due to, to equity constraints. So we're able to Uh, look before we were able to uh, attract investors that's never been a problem but I would be awake at night worrying that we were not compliant so for me having a compliant method of uh having our investors invest in our projects was really really important to me because I've got a great lifestyle a great life and I don't want to lose that because I've been uh Inadvertently negligent and not stuck to the the FCA regulations. So for me, it was really, really important that that is protected and that our investors are also protected. So that was really the main thing. The second thing is, um, yeah, it really with equity. I've always been happy to give away equity because I want my investors to feel like they're part of the project. Yeah. With debt, uh, look, it's great. Debt has its place, and we always use a blend of debt and equity on our on our, uh, our properties. But it's nice to have the stability of equity investors because they, look, they can't recall loans. We're obviously paying them back with Harrington. But on the whole, they're there with you. They're partners. Whereas the debt investors tend to be right, where's my return? And it's a different mindset and I like the equity mindset. And also, last of all, I really like the fact, and you said this before, that people with as little as £500 can invest in our projects and be part of something that is far greater than they would otherwise be able to invest. And I don't care whether someone's invested a thousand pounds or a hundred thousand pounds. I treat every single one of my investors equally because that is as much as they can invest in that project at any one time. And it means as much to them as it does to the person with a hundred grand. So for me, this the equality, and often I don't even know how much people have invested. I don't want to look, I just see the names on the list. And to me, that's really important. But to go back to your question, It's been it has been game changing for us, and we've raised what over six million now over the last two years. Yes, and we're about to return the first capital. Probably by the time this podcast is uh, published, we will have returned our first lot of capital back to our Harrington Gardens investors, and that's a really important milestone for me.
1: And and that's a really nice place to be, isn't it? Because um, there is. You're, you're setting the pace for other projects and things as well because i know a lot of them are um you've had massive uplift for some of your projects haven't you and yeah. so i i fully understand that you know a couple of them have increased timelines but actually there are valid reasons for that aren't there
0: definitely so there are a couple that uh, the timelines have have Increased, but there's always a reason. Look, Avi and I have got two options. Number one is we build out the uh, planned, uh, what we have permission for initially, and return the capital to investors in the time that we stated. We can do that. However, that's not what we do. What Avi does, especially Avi, what he does really, really well is enhance value. And he'll look at a site and say, okay, we've got planning for five. I think we can get to nine. Let's do this step at a time. And Hackney Road, across the road from where we're sitting right now in the Mm -hmm. studio, is a perfect example where our timeline slipped by about four or five months. However, we've now taken a five-unit residential scheme to a seven-unit residential scheme, adding, I think it's around 700,000 net of GDV. To the figures, I need to. I'll check that before I, I say it. But it's roughly. It's more than half a million anyway. To mm. the, the figures, and that's enhancing shareholder value, without eroding value with interest costs. It certainly is is positive for our investors. And the same with Dalston Lane, and our. Paintworks is pretty much on on oh no Paintworks we've won an appeal and so we've added more than we thought we were going to get. <laughs> Fantastic. Actually, all all of our projects now I think about them we as well Amherst exactly when we raised for that it was three units now it's four it's over three thousand square feet and it's that one's bang on time though that one's going really really well, so um, yeah it's just we want to enhance shareholder value and unfortunately that does come with a time issue time pressure. But we believe that we're doing the right thing for our investors. And, and that's why this regular update and showing progress on uh, Basecamp with these updates is so important because people can see, OK, they've been really busy.
1: <laughs> and is there value? And it's a loaded question. I know the answer. But what is the value to investors to actually understand this is how you can get uplift?
0: This, the systems that Avi uses, these are systems and processes that he's learned himself for the last 35 years. And I've been doing now for, uh, what, seven, eight years. So you're getting over 35 years of experience, and all the documents are there in front of you, all the communication, the ups and downs, the site visits, everything is there. And I know we probably should do webinars and we probably should do some other things as well to educate people. But yeah, there's, <laughs> we're a small team. We're giving out a lot of information and a lot of education of, of educational value to our investors. And that's also the benefit of investing with us. You can learn.
1: It's, it's also the mindset, isn't it? Because if you have um, planning permission for five units it takes a very specific mindset to then take it to seven or eight or nine and work out a plan for that. Um, so that must be quite interesting. So for investors to then understand what that mindset is will be good for them, right?
0: Absolutely. And and that comes back to this being prolific, not perfect. And it's about uh, taking, just putting in, a pro- being prolific with your planning applications. Because what we find is that, you 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 can often overwhelm planners and just put in too much, but if you are really systemized and just put thing put the plans in and really demonstrate how this can be done and be quite steely and resolute about it, then you can get these things through and a good planning consultant will help you. But yeah, on mindset, it's everything. Us property developers are naturally optimistic by nature, let's face it. That's
1: very true. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> to our detriment at times, but it is you do need to be positive and you do need to check your mindset. And you meet Avi, he's the most energetic person you'll meet. He is everywhere, all day across London. And yeah, I don't think there's many people in the world that work harder than he does.
1: I, I absolutely second that. Absolutely yeah. second that. So tell me about West Teeth, because that's an interesting one for you, isn't it?
0: yeah it is that we don't we didn't purchase it <laughs> we effectively did a JV with the landowner and actually what was interesting with the Jewish holidays recently the landowner insisted that we down tours and not work on the Jewish holidays so that was part of the contract actually with the wow. the construction contract so it was a large charity who owned the site and they'd been marketing it for years at a price that was too high, given the fact that it had been on the market for years Mm. and no one had purchased it. So Avi asked for access to the vendors and reluctantly the agent let him. And he was then able to structure a deal where rather than purchasing the site, we got a license to develop. And Ultimately, they just wanted to cash out of this site and make Hmm. some money off this site. So, we worked out that if we were to build the four houses that they had planning permission for, we could give them two, we take two, and it's a win win for everyone. They don't have to pay for construction, we pay for the construction. And uh, we don't know which two they're going to take.
1: That was a tidy clause.
0: Yes, that's right. A really good, a really tidy clause there. Uh, we don't know which one. All well, we know it's an end and a middle. <laughs> and they're all, they're all going to be exactly the same. And that's the, that's so that we can't prioritise the, the finish of mm-hmm. one over the other. So, uh, yeah, that's very well done by their lawyers. Yeah, so they're going, look, it's going really, really well. We crowd raised for that a million pounds. Uh, the rest of it is, is cash, uh, our cash for the construction. Construction's, I think, from memory, about four million. I need to check those numbers. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to end up with four beautiful houses there. And as far as progress, we have just cast the first floor. So we've done the, the ground floor casting, uh, sorry, the lower ground, ground, and now the first floor is just being cast, or the steels are up in the concrete. Wonderful.
1: And you've that one's gone faster, hasn't it? Because you've not had development finance on board. Is that right?
0: Exactly. That's exactly right. The delays when you're getting finance, oh, they're horrendous. We only just made Amherst for it for completion. And that was fast for our lender. um, And that was months, months and months and months. It takes so long to get lending. There are some great lenders. I would like to shout out to Oak North. You're interviewing me now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Shout out to Oak North, who have been absolutely brilliant and funded. And they've done debt funding on, on three of our projects now. So they're really great. They're really pragmatic and they're quick. However, on the whole, that is not the case. And especially the high street banks, they're so bound by regulation now you're lucky to get any money from them historically we had a great relationship with rbs and got extremely uh cheap rates that it it can happen but it takes so long and they want so much that it's just it's not worth it so with west teeth we're able to start as soon as we got the crowdfunding money in Mm. then we're able to add our cash to help um, fund that as well so yeah it just goes quicker
1: and um Peer to peer is a big opportunity because of that, isn't it, for you?
0: Yeah, it is. So, the debt side is really exciting, I think. And I dream, I actually do dream about a day. <laughs> yeah, my dream is are a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a dream that one day we will be able to crowdfund the debt or the peer to peer and the equity side of an investment. At the moment, unfortunately, the prices are a bit high. But this is a new concept. But I believe, and I was just talking to someone yesterday about this, that uh, once, once the ISA funds come in and once this becomes more normal in mm-hmm. inverted commerce, that the rates will come down. So I know other people; they charge developers ten percent, and their investors get eight percent. I really would like to see it coming down to around. Uh, six four in that sort of split, even eight six I could just about swallow, but um, I think we need to come down and and bring this down to a six four seven five type um, arrangement for it to be to be worthwhile for us. Otherwise, I'd rather just give away equity and uh, not have not have the peer to peer. But yeah, I'm really excited about the the peer to peer side.
1: Yeah, and um, you mentioned the ISA allocation, so. That's a huge opportunity, isn't it? Will you tell us the talk show? <laughs> <laughs> Don't! <laughs> um, I I believe it is. So the fact that investors can use ISA accounts and allowances into property projects now is just phenomenal. The HMRC report that came out in August was specifying or said around 290 million was invested in the Innovative Finance ISA, which has been created for this. And actually, it doesn't even register on the chart if you look at it in comparison to cash and stocks and shares ISAs. Um, But the returns tend to be better. Now, it's not covered by the FSCS guarantee. However, there is property um, that's usually in the background so there is an asset there
0: yeah it's a secured it's a secure exactly finance exactly
1: yeah. so on that basis it i've i'm very very excited about that we get a lot of inquiries about it and i do i genuinely see that being a huge marketplace for property and yeah, it also allows definitely. people to to have a stake In property projects, you know, one of the things you mentioned before about people being able to invest from £500, I love that space. The fact that people can actually get involved in property because it is becoming more and more challenging through traditional channels to actually get involved in this space. Exactly,
0: And also it provides, I think, a hedge into the property market because a lot of people can't afford to buy their first homes, let's face it. And so... It, you still want to have exposure to that asset class to use wealth management and financial planning type speak. But one way of doing that is just to gradually increase your exposure by investing in crowdfunding uh, projects.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been doing quite a lot of work in terms of the marketplace recently. And the average age of the first-time buyer is now 32. Um, and the first-time buyer marketplace tends to have um, nearly 50% of that marketplace um, has had support from family members, friends to help buy that first property. And so because people's salaries aren't going up as much as property generally does. um, And so to save up deposits to get onto the property ladder through traditional channels is becoming more complex. So if there is a way to invest and stay with the property market, whether those whether the market goes up or down and also learn about alternative strategies is, is a good place to be.
0: Yeah, it's a very exciting place to be. And as you say, there's that educational element as well and a, a foot on the property ladder, albeit a smaller one.
1: Mm, absolutely.
0: So tell us what's been happening for you over the last year. you I hear you've got a shiny new office.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love our office. I so love our office. Absolutely. It floats. It's, it does. It's a floating office on the Thames. And if you Google map it, all you see is this shape, which looks like an island in the shape of a boat. A ship. And, it, and it's got our name <laughs> on it. So, but yes, we opened an office in London um, in May of 2018, and it's on board the HQS Wellington, which is moored at Temple. And we're just blown away by it. It's, yeah, what it's, a location! It's an amazing ship. Um, the location is just fantastic, and it's it totally suits what Simple is about. Which is about being a bit different.
0: <laughs> yeah, very different. You know, being <laughs> moored on the Thames outside Temple. Location, location, location.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I still love it. Every time I go, I'm like a kid in a sweet shop. I yeah. just absolutely adore it. We've Every had some time fun I go, on that boat too, actually. we <laughs> have we absolutely have. Um, so that it, for us is huge. We're actually doing a raise um, for it. Which is going to be a donation rate. So very, very excited about that. It's it's about giving something back. It's it's a a massive. Um, it's it's part of our heritage and um, it should be protected. And so it just needs a little bit of tender loving care. Um, and so it it's the right thing to do. Simple focuses on property it's it's a floating property yeah, and so right. we need to do something if we can help
0: oh, that's exciting so, when when can we hear more about that
1: um it will be in October so and there'll be updates coming through sure, November so October, and also December
0: so uh, yeah hopefully you don't miss that and what else has been happening for simple
1: uh, a lot we've we've grown our team has expanded quite considerably we have just Um, Our new compliance and legal person has started on Monday, just gone, which is amazing. Um, So the team's expanded. We have more advisors on board. The projects are getting more and more interesting. We are spending um, more time looking at sort of exit strategies in light of the marketplace, and we have a number of other things which I just can't talk about right now. But, watch um, this space. <laughs> absolutely watch this space. It's, we're in a really, really good, strong position yeah. and loving every moment of and it. And
0: I'm excited to be a part of that as well.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Atuksha, thank you so much for joining me once again. We could talk for hours as we always absolutely. do, absolutely over a champagne afternoon <laughs> tea. Actually, we haven't had one of those in a while. I'd we'll love to change that. But Atuksha, thank you so much for your time today. And where can people contact you?
1: Um, Just go to our platform, which is simplecrowdfunding.co.uk. Thank Thank you. you so much.